Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. So, Don, we uh, had a pretty good episode last week. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about React, the popular kid in school. And when you talk about the popular kid in school, people pay attention because they're popular. <laughs> so, um, or I should say we insinuated, or I, I should say, I insinuated React is comparable to the popular kid in school. The person you look back on is go, why did we care? But th- that that was a, a low blow clickbait headline because React has value and we use it. So, but our bigger point to that episode was to talk about how popular and adopted React has become across the business community and developer community and some of the problems that have come along with that. So we made a number of points over about an hour and we actually received responses from Dan Abramov on Facebook of the Facebook team, uh, sorry, the React development team. He works for Facebook. And there are some corrections and feedback that he gave. And if there's anything I despise more about media, it's when a sensationalist headline is posted on the front page of a newspaper and the corrections are relegated a couple days later on the back page. Because... You get the benefit of saying something that grabs attention and then you casually mention you screwed up the whole story. And we didn't do that. No, no, not at all. Retractions are in little boxes on page five that you can never find. Yeah. I I absolutely think it's it's fine. Um, I, I, I think what the points we made were were good. Um, and I think the response was good. And and. To, to be fair to all parties involved, Dan didn't come back and say, you guys are idiots. He came back and said, <laughs> I disagree with this stance, but, and, and here's a correction, but in general, I, I enjoyed the episode. So, yeah. um, I, I think our point was valid as far as rate of change. Um, as, as far as a discussion point, we, I don't know that we came out and said it was horrible, but it was, it no, was something to discuss, and that's that's what we're here for, is to talk about these things. So we, this is going to be our first attempt at a crossover episode. Like, in, in the Marvel Universe, when the X-Men and the Avengers cross over, or Marvel takes a really horrible villain premise and spreads it over the entire universe of comics, it's all about generating views, but... We don't quite have that reach, and we're not going to do it like that. But we're going to do an episode on CTO Think that talks about this a little bit more from a manager's perspective. And I think we'll try to keep it to developer perspective on this podcast. So those of you listening to this, check out ctothink.com. We will post an episode related to this there. We'll keep it short. Shouldn't be longer than a half hour. But for this point, I wanted to bring up uh, so the the tweet that got the most attention 
was where I said, <clears throat> firms are talking to me about updating their ancient, and, and then parentheses, 1.5 years old um, React app using the hooks features. And I'm thinking, do you know, do you want this new hammer to hit the same old nails? Do you know why you want to do that? And my point is more, when people come to me and say, I want to use the new tool that was just talked about by the React team, my question is, do you have any idea why you care at this point? Because they're right. talking about a beta feature and you're talking about it like, I need this in production, which is to me a very weird approach to running a stable application. But the... But another point, so that that is the the tweet that generated most of the attention. That's what Dan started replying to. And so I made a point earlier. Here's our first correction. I made a point that people using React or probably any JavaScript framework that just keep on adding new features and, and chase libraries and just install whatever comes along aren't thinking about the bigger issue of, or the growing scale issue regarding scaling, how big your bundle of code gets as in what you're going to put on the, the front end client to download, to use, to use your app. And I used Redux as an example. And Dan was like, Hey, Redux, Redux is not huge. It's only about two, about two kilobytes when it's gzipped. And the concerns with using Redux prematurely are mostly about the unnecessary complication of architecture. And so <clears throat> I do want to like make that clear um, that Redux is not a heavy, uh, it's not the heavy package that maybe was coming across as I talked about it. Um, I do think that it is the gateway drug to a fatter bundle because when you install Redux, you then people can gravitate towards using Redux for lots of stuff, which means extra lines of code because you start basically tracking every event and every interaction with your state management using Redux. And that's where it gets bigger. Plus... yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that that that's the that's the point there and and I don't remember the exact comment um if if we said Redux was was huge then then we 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 missed that one. But um I th I think it's it's a what you said. If you're using Redux then then you are putting in extra lines of code um on your in your logic as well. And and it's more to the the, the more important point, though, is are you using the tool that you're installing? Um, whether it's two kilobytes or, or five kilobytes or, you know, half a kilobyte, it doesn't matter. You don't want it there if you're not using it. Yeah. And you don't want it there if the reason you're using it is because it exists as opposed to it's, it's what you need to use in order to get the job done. Um, it, it comes back to just making sure you're not just installing things because they're the cool new thing. Um, 
absolutely do that to um, try it out and, and learn about it. But you don't need to necessarily install Redux in all your React code the day it comes out, just like it hooks. Hooks are in now. You need to understand why they exist. You need to understand what benefit they're they're bringing to you before you start introducing them to all your code. But at the same at the same at, with that same train of thought in mind, feel free to branch on your repo. Yeah, and in, install it and see what the heck it does. Like, yeah, I, we're, I'm not discouraging. Yeah. I'm not discouraging experimenting for for yeah. for absolute sake. It's more of don't feel you've got to grab a hold of that newest thing and you have to put it in production. Understand what it does, whether that's through reading or installing it on yours and, and trying to modify your code to fit. Um, that's that's the point I was making. Cool. Well, I agree. The, the next point was Dan started to mention that hooks have the potential to reduce bundle size because the code using them minifies better. And I can say that from my perspective, that sounds great, but it's not how I choose the packages I use on, on a tool. Um, maybe if I'm, maybe if worrying about scaling is big for me, that is definitely a selling point. But at this, you know, as on the projects I use or work on, that's, I don't really say, hey, does this whole different paradigm or protocol or, you know, functionality, does it minify better? That, that's what I don't have time to think about um, at this point of the apps where I'm building them. I'm trying to get stuff yeah. to work in the first place. Scaling comes later. So, but he did, but I think the, the bigger point on that, on the second tweet was, that this is something that the React team cares about. Like they are making steps to think about how are they like introducing these tools and what is the impact it has on the overall bundle size. So, you know, it, they aren't they aren't adding things without considering the fact that they are impacting the overall library and its size. So I think yeah, that's something to remark on. Yeah, and 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 I, I'm going to tie in one of the other statements he made as well because I think it fits here well, um, and that is, I'm used to open source projects where they release code because they figured out something and they're releasing it to the to the community to go and use and provide feedback that sort of thing. So yeah. you might get some code that while it's been tested, hasn't necessarily been under fire. Um, he made the point that anything they release and put out there for public consumption's been used within Facebook. Um, yeah. So, so it's not, so while we talk, uh, while we were talking about releasing things on a quick cycle and, and that sort of thing, um, for for some open source projects that could be uh, difficult to pull in because you, you're not quite sure it's tested. It sounds like Facebook has gone; they they've already been using it if they're releasing it. So it's probably a lot better um, tested under fire than some of the other stuff. Yep. The next item 
Um, I, ins <laughs> I, I insinuated and <laughs> um, that the reason Facebook works on our releases react is to hire to poach all your employees um essentially <laughs> <laughs> and so one day the whole entire world of front-end developers will be like who do you work for and like you'll just say them and that will be facebook the the idea of why any company strategically open sources software is on a number of factors i do think that it doesn't hurt facebook one bit to um, be training people using the, the framework that they also use in-house and that they are the core developers of. But Dan kind of said, regarding why we work on React, the biggest reason is because the team is passionate about open source. We know it's hard to believe in the cynical world, but there's absolutely no mandate from the top to open source anything. And that is... You know, I have no reason not to believe that. I do think that managers, sure. I'm sure that when people are trying to open source something, there is someone that has said, why is Facebook, do, like, why is Facebook investing resources and in putting code out that Google may use, that Amazon may use? And I'm sure that the selling point does go back to, hey, we're like, we're getting to dictate how people build things and then we can find the best. But overall, the people that are involved, like Abramoff and Sophie Albert and the some of the other folks that I know or not know, but I know of on the team, you know, I think I have every reason to believe that they are as passionate about open source as some of the other people of tools I've used and that they don't come in with a corporate overlord um, strategy that I was talking about. So I think it's important that my statement is construed as, I think it's, it's strategic. It's not to take over the front end world and that the sure. people working on the people working on it care. I think that's oh, yeah. an important thing to get across. Well, it, 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 so the, this is, this is, this is the difficult spot, and I, I don't say difficult spot we're put in because we put <laughs> ourselves here. Um, yes. But words matter, okay? Yeah. So when when we make a comment, when, we, we, we tend to be flip about our con comments, okay? We might, we might throw a throwaway statement out there, not thinking it means a lot, yeah. but to somebody it means a whole lot. Um, and, and for those sorts of things, we encourage all types of feedback because um, uh, it, it's completely possible we didn't mean it in the way people are interpreting it. But what we can't do is you made your statement, but you can't then go on a five minute um, dissertation around your statement around all the nuances that that it means. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's the same as the Twitter world, right? You, you, you only get so many characters to say things. So you, if you're, if you're putting things in Twitter thoughtfully, you try to get across your point, but you may have been economical with your words. So it can be <laughs> interpreted a different way. Um, it's yeah. it, it, when you and I are talking, we're talking like friends. Okay. We, we know there's an audience out there, but we're gonna, we're gonna make flip comments. We're gonna make, we're gonna make outrageous comments every once in a while. Um, we're gonna make absolutely factual comments that Apple sucks. 
um, we're going to. <laughs> well, some of us will. <laughs> that's okay yeah. if tim cook wants to wants to tweet at me he can um <laughs> so yeah but but that that's the point is 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 and, and and i appreciate dan pointing out that the whole episode was fairly nuanced um there's a there's a lot of nuance to what we're saying and and we're trying not to come out and, and make, you know, big pronouncements and, and be big players on the world. We're just talking. Um, it was interesting. And, and, and our conversation was real interesting about, about what we were talking about and, and, and where, what the, what the market was seeing and, and then talking about how quickly things move. So, um, so that, that's, the, that's the statement I want to make there. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to pull back your statement a little because, um, because that sounded like an admonishment towards the react team almost um, that, that it's their responsibility and, and, and they have to be careful to based on what they release. I, I, again, we come back to the point that most of what they're releasing, they've tested. So it's, it's quality code. It, it probably works. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go here with it. I don't know. And, and if there are resources out there that people know of and I'm missing them, please, please point them out. When these things come out like hooks, it comes with documentation, things like that. But is there, is there a focused effort to educate people on, on what this is good for? Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you followed the hooks release better than I did. Um, was there, was there an all out media blitz on here's what hooks are. Here's where, where you use them. Here's where you don't use them. Um, that last point being the most important one, um, a really, really concerted effort to, to educate. Cause to your point, you've got people ranging from, teams of developers using it at the same level at the same complexity as what Facebook uses react for. Okay. It's all the way down to the beginner who just started learning react yesterday and is watching videos that don't have hooks in them. And, and now that hooks are out, there's, there's their, their learning is going to change. So I'm not saying it's a responsibility to release all that, but boy, wouldn't that be nice? Um, it, it, it it reminds me a little of when the Amazon, I'm sorry, the uh, the Alexa team, the Amazon Alexa team releases a new feature. They go they go pretty hard all out nowadays with blog posts, Twitch videos. Um, that they, they are right there, and you usually see a, a swarm of activity around. Here's the new feature. The the new presentation language. They came out and said, here it is, here's what it does, and here's a few videos on how to use it. Um, so that that's where I think their responsibility may lie. But again, they this is probably I want I don't know if it's larger or smaller and I, I I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out to you on the scale of WordPress, right? So is is React now larger than WordPress was in its heyday, or 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 not as large? So when the changes are made, does it affect 
more people or less people, that sort of thing. So, yes, I hear you, Don. The the response, like, I don't want to insinuate that the React team or anyone in open source, that they owe anybody anything. These are, this is a lot of time and effort on a volunteer basis. And right. uh, trying absolutely. to make everyone happy is a complete fool's goal. Oh, for sure. So it's really, so I just, what I guess I should say, you may, I guess I should preface it with, you all may want to do something. You may want to consider the impact, but I do not want to insinuate that you have a responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Now about your question on the training, this is, of the people I pay attention to, Dan Abramov, Sophie Alpert, Andrew Clark, Andrew Clark probably would tell me to f off based on how I've seen his <laughs> tweets. <laughs> uh, so, like he, like Abramoff and Clark have a little bit different response to people that you know have an opinion. But the the tr- on the training side, I've got Tyler McGinnis, Wes sure. Boss, Scott Chalinski, sure. Stephen Greider, Max Schwartzmuller. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. And then Ken Dodds. These are all people that I pay attention to on the training side. They do tutorials. They teach people how to use stuff. I think they all do a terrific job. But the problem is, I don't know that there's a concerted effort between the development community and the people doing the training. Why? Because the training people are kind of profiting off of the efforts of the development side. So there's there's not this like tight bond. So when Hooks comes out, as a potential feature, what happens? It's new juice for the training community to sell. And I'm not I'm not knocking the training community from making money off of no, their time. No, no. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that the response of like every comment or every feature introduced comes with a profit, a, a potential profit center, and it becomes something that should be paid attention well, what, to. Uh, yeah, um, and and that's that's a perfectly valid point. I think uh, I I'm certainly spoiled with the what um, what the Amazon Alexa team does when when they release something new, they they do a whole blitz of of stuff, but they're doing their own internal training. Um, I guess okay. Here here's the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. When a new feature comes out, we'll, we'll use React Hooks for an example. If the React team themselves is not going to release, uh, and, and again, if they already release it, somebody correct me, please. Um, if they're not going to release you know, a, a swarm of training, maybe they need to bring in some of these people, as you mentioned, a little ahead of time, you know, a week or two ahead of time. And say, hey, here's a new feature. Would you make a, a quick 30-minute, hour-long video on just this feature? And then those people can go yeah. off and, and incorporate, make those and, and release them. And maybe Facebook pays them. Maybe they don't. However, that works out. Um, and then they can use that in future training videos they've got as well. So that's that's best case scenario for, for developers, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, well, that's what Dan. That's what Dan did with 
Redux is he did training sure. videos to explain this thing that he was working on. And like, but I don't think that it, it's uh, tutorials take time. And if you're actually like, it, it kind of depends on what your employer is yeah. going to let you do. Yeah. And so it's, it's a challenge to do it that way, but it, yeah, it'd be ideal. One, be awesome. one last thing I wanted to circle um, back around on was, yeah. um, your, your statement and, and, and the various discussion about uh, Facebook releasing React to, in order to groom future engineers. Um, one thing I meant to say last week and didn't get, didn't get to it because we were already running long. There's also the Amazon Alexa model, which is that they release all these features so that people will write to their APIs, Right. So yeah. that could, uh, it, while while you don't have as much of that necessarily on the React side, um, building up the ecosystem around a technology is also a reason to to release all this new stuff, right? So Amazon does it yeah, for one yeah. reason for Alexa to build up this ecosystem around Alexa. React doesn't necessarily have that, but maybe in the future there is. There's this whole ecosystem, and and you mentioned React Router last week, and and there is a a, a system around there. Um, but mm-hmm. that that was the other point I wanted to make is is that this outside feature. So we're going to cap this episode, but I do want to say thanks to Dan for coming on the show, <laughs> letting <laughs> letting us. Letting us basically take his tweets. Well, he didn't let us do anything. We just we hijacked his tweet replies. Somewhat spoke for him, then convoluted maybe what he was trying to say for our own benefit. But there. we do appreciate Dan, Dan taking the time to reply to to us by Twitter. We're now posting our corrections and responses episode. Hopefully, like maybe one day he can come on the show and talk to us because, you know, it'd be awesome to actually have him explain what he means and not have us convolute it. But I appreciate his response For to sure. what we were talking For about. For sure. And, and, and appreciate the, um, the, the positive feedback that, that in, in general, it was a good discussion. So certainly appreciate that. And to the whole React team, which we didn't give anyone credit to. I mean, if you look at the acknowledgements <laughs> sure. page on React, sure. it is a huge number of people have invested time of some manner into React, and there's conferences and all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, thanks to everybody in the open source community, and specifically React as we've been talking, because I've been able to like work jobs, pay, pay rent, based on using React tools. And I'm still going to do it today. I'm going to be working on a React project. Sure. So thanks for all that. And, you know, we're, we're all kind of part of this interesting game where the public at large is working on tools to make our jobs easier and better. And all you can really say is thanks. And, you know, if you want to get involved with open source, React is a good place to start. Yep, absolutely. All right. So we are going to head over to CTO Think and talk a little bit on the management side of things. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Thanks. See you later. Thanks for listening to this old app. 
show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.